Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Mentally Healthy by yours truly, Jake. This is season four, episode ten. And this one is Overwhelming Whirlwinds. This is not a particular kind of episode. This is more more along the lines of just a talk. Or for you guys, a venting session. It's more talking about many different things, a myriad of different things. It's more just talking about whatever, you know. Um, And I know with life, things get very, very hectic and very overwhelming. But With the recent release of the mask mandate starting this Wednesday of this week, we, you know, we need to be extra careful of what, you know, what we're spreading or what we're touching, what we're seeing, you know, be careful of of the groups we're in because I know that's still going to be in effect and going to be effective and whatnot so as of as of now I Well, just be careful of the COVID in general. And I know you guys enjoy hearing me stutter and saying one thing and then being like, you know, scratch that. I'm, you know, I have to rethink everything and kind of retrain myself to start on something else. So with life getting crazy, we have to learn to not overwhelm ourselves with different things or pile more things on top of ourselves like if we're piling on um you know plate after plate after plate or we're putting more tasks on ourselves and we have whoever is above us putting more on ourselves and that's not good for us i mean really it depends on the individual who or the individual that can take that much, because there's people who can take on more tasks, believe it or not, than people who can't. The people who can take on more tasks are more likely to be able to do more because of their experience and their ability to do more things versus the people who aren't likely to take on more tasks doesn't mean they're not going to be as successful, but I mean they're going to be successful, 
and be able to do more things. They're just able to get more things done at their own pace within a reasonable amount of time versus the people who get who are able to take on 15 to 30 tasks all at once they're not going to be able to get things done while still being able to be more successful they're more likely to actually fall more behind on a task than the person who is doing three tasks because while the person who is taking on 15 tasks they're just kind of not able to split apart or minimize or maximize their time slots of being able to do one task at a time, you know, do this task for, you know, an hour, do that task for this hour, and just kind of increase their time for doing each task. And when they do that, like if a task is more than an hour and it takes two hours to do a task, then they're trying to scramble their time trying to complete each task. And then it just becomes like this stress storm of, you know, do I really need to, you know, do I really need to do all this? And their stress levels are off the charts and you know, then they're, then they can't find the time for themselves and they can't really manage their stress and their stress becomes out of control to the point where they're fighting, screaming, kicking, cursing, and, you know, they end up going to the doctor because they can't manage their stress because they have 15 tasks that they thought they can handle, but really they can't. Versus, you know, the person who's doing three tasks or two, even one task at a time, which is okay, who is doing this task for maybe an hour, maybe 30, 45 minutes, you know, taking their time, making sure that the task is complete. And once they complete it, they're going over every single detail in their minds of, okay, I did this step, now I did this, I did this, making sure everything is correct and analyzing everything within that one task they were given. Um, and, you know, making tiny changes to it, stuff like that before they send it off to their boss or send it off to a project manager or send it off to whoever. Now, while, since that one person finished their task, they're finding time to manage their stress, manage their emotions, and manage their life, and they don't need to see a medical physician to tell them how to manage their stress, because, you know, they've grabbed that stress, 
by the hands, throat, horns, collar of their shirt, whatever they're grabbing stress by, and they're just kind of taking it one day at a time. And that's a good thing to actually do versus, you know, running and just trying to, I guess, visually and mentally see all these tasks before you kind of scrambled up into one. And it's just like, what, what, what do I do? You know, what, which task do I do first? Which, you know, I've got this one, I have to do an hour, and I have this one to do in two minutes, and I have this one to do in, you know, five seconds. So, and then the other whirlwind we have is, well, I mean, the first one was the first whirlwind. And the second whirlwind we have is finance. Now, I'm no financial expert. I'm no, I'm not a banker. I'm not a broker. I'm not, you know, a financial counselor, stuff like that. But I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my best um, advice or slash, you know, self-experience with this one. Now, if you want more financial advice, I suggest you seek out a financial counselor or a broker, banker, or go to your local bank and ask them for financial advice. That's my best suggestion. Now, so the second whirlwind with financial overwhelming whirlwinds is the fact that with finances, you have to kind of manage that and be like, okay, do I have enough money for this, or do I have enough money for that, or do I have enough money for a house, do I have enough money for a car, or food, or bills, because depending upon what your finance is, bills can be handled quite easily. Or depending upon how much money you have, you can handle the bills, no problem, whatever. And with that, it also depends on the income of the person, how much they're making a year or how much they're making a month. You know, it's... Um, it really just boils down to how much they're making and if they can afford certain things like not everybody can afford to do everything financially because they either have a lot of kids or they have bills or you know loans that they have yet to pay back or they have student loans house loans car loans construction loans um, business loans uh, whatever loan that they have, they have to pay that back, which puts them at a financial halt for doing what they want to do financially. And for that reason alone, they can't, they aren't able to do things that they want with their finances. Now, for those who, you know, are a self-starter, entrepreneur, they're, you know, they have an e-commerce online marketing business, um, 
that's going well. They're making like $80,000 a year. They're making about 20000 a month. Um, you know, they're like their own boss. That's, you know, they don't have to worry about bills. But for those people who are doing that, I'm sure, like, when they get on the screen and, or, you know, they, you know, do a little advertisement on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, however they advertise themselves and make themselves look, um, I'm sure they're living in this three-story mansion with, a pool, granite, marble countertops, a clean fridge, nice finished wood flooring, stuff like that, great body, whatever. Um, or maybe they're telling you, you know, it's not about finances, it's about knowledge and how many books you read. They'll give you this great lifestyle. Um, and while they're advertising that, you know, they're not, you know, they're offering a free class, but when that free class they're offering, it's actually cost money. Because let's be honest, nothing is actually ever free. And that's the universal truth. So, um, but when they're done recording, I just hit the microphone. That's why you heard the thud. Anyway, um, while they're done recording, trying to sell you something, or offer a free class, or tell you about this one big secret, but they're not going to tell you because you have to enter, the, enter their free class to learn it. Um, they're, you know, they get done recording, and maybe... Behind the scenes, their, you know, their finances are great, but what about, you know, when it comes to how they're actually feeling, which is whirlwind number three. That's emotions and mentality. Now, in this life, it's all about mentality and how you handle things and experiences. Because what's life without experience, right? If you don't, if you're living life and you don't have experiences, then chances are you haven't gone out and done certain things because you don't want experiences with certain things and you're more than likely too scared or too afraid to obtain this, the experiences that you want, right? And you have to go out and get what you want. And I'm not talking about you know, stepping over people, pushing people out of your way, like, get out of my way, you're in my way, stuff like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying work and grind to get what you want. But with this whirlwind number three, there we have mentalities and emotions and sometimes we often, more than likely, bottle up those emotions and we tend to not want to be
be too open about how we're feeling, about how we're doing mentally, and how, you know, what's actually going on with us. Because the standard response when someone else asks us how we're doing, and that's, and I hear this all the time, because I, I used to work retail every single time. Uh, people, I'd ask people how they're doing, they'd say, they're doing good, or they're, you know, I'm doing fine, or I'm doing okay, or I'm doing all right. Which, you know, on the outside, makes you think, you know, oh, they're doing, they must be doing really good, their life is great, or they're doing all right, their life is good, or they're doing okay, their life is sort of fine, you know. But when you hear that standard response, you know, uh, I'm doing good, one, I'm doing fine, two, I'm doing all right, three, I'm doing okay, four, you know, you just dismiss it like, okay, they're they're good, they're fine, but are they actually doing good, are they actually okay, I mean, are they, I mean, on the inside, they're probably hiding something not being suspicious, you know, hiding something like, you know, they've got, they're guilty of something, but hiding something in the sense of they're broken on the inside and they are putting up this facade that uh, everything's okay, they don't want anyone to know what's going on. Um, and I think that it's okay to talk about, you know, what's going on, how you're feeling, you know, stuff like that, what's on your mind. Because everybody needs, you know, something to talk about, whether they want to vent about something or complain about something or whine about something. Or just vent about how they're feeling and what's on their mind in general. You know, it, I mean... Even if you're like venting to a wall or whatever, or just writing it out, the notes on your phone, or maybe if you don't like doing that and you prefer to have your own little journal that nobody's allowed to read except you, you know, you can go back and write how you're feeling, what's on your mind, what happened, or just make a checklist of this happened here's how I handled this, and this happened, here's how I handled that, this is what I thought, this is how I handled that thought, and, you know, this is how I'm feeling, this is how I handled this feeling by doing this. Um, I mean, everybody has their own ways of handling their emotions and how keeping up with a positive mentality, and, you know, they have a mentality of, you know, I can scream, I can kick, I can punch, I can yell, I can cry, but I'm not going to quit, which is a good mentality to have. Because quitting and truly giving up on everything, and I've said this in every single episode that I have, that going back all the way to season one, truly quitting and just yelling, I give up, and throwing in the towel, you give up, then you're just, at that point, you've truly lost everything that you ever worked hard for, you're, you've lost everything to get to where you are. 
you mean you can't really quit. You can't really throw in the towel and be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. I'm done with everything. I mean, what's the point of quitting if you just want to quit and truly give up and sit around and not do anything? I mean, the people who just quit and want to throw in the towel and just be done with everything and not do anything anymore, they are... They are not wanting to do truly anything. They are immobilizing themselves with with the doubt and immobilizing themselves internally with you know, just with fear of everything they've done had never worked and they just want to quit because what they've tried has not worked and that for them that has you know never really worked out for them I mean the quitters to be honest aren't really going to get anywhere in life it's the ones who keep up with The ones who don't quit are the ones who keep going, who make it to the top regardless of the naysayers and the negativity and the people who are just in their face trying to bring them down. It's those who make it to where they are. I mean, if you look at the people who do the show Shark Tank, for example, uh, I think there's about three to four people uh, who are investors, business owners, uh, who own companies, um, maybe they're close friends, or maybe they're associates, something. But if you look at them, you think, you know, they, they're already at the top, they've had everything handed to them. They have all this great stuff in life. Well, if you were to really, you know, take a step back and look at those four people, like you pause the show and you look at them, just that, you know, individuals, you have to look at, you know, you have to look at their background, do some research on the people, you know, the people who run Shark Tank. And kind of take a step back and think, okay, well, maybe they didn't start at the top. They Maybe they had it rough, or maybe they had it easy, and they had to start somewhere at the bottom to get to where they are now. Or, you know, it look, you know, maybe it looks like they've had it easy. But really, they don't, and they've had to perhaps work these odd, weird jobs, you know, to have some income while they started their business or they started something to earn that second income. Or maybe they 
or self-taught, you know, business, uh, things like marketing or how to grow a business or, you know, what products to sell. Maybe they didn't stop, sell anything with a business. They just, their business was simply doing things for people at a cost of like $5. I don't know. And after you, you know, done the research and you took a step back and actually thought about where those people got to where they are, it's like, okay, well, maybe now they didn't actually start from the top and they don't have all this like they do now. They actually had to work to get to where they are. And realistically, that's literally most people where they have to, they had to work to get to where they are. They had to sacrifice some things to get where they want and have help along the way. Whirlwind number four. There's nothing wrong with getting assistance, having help, whatever, be it financial help, mental help, um, spiritual help, physical help. There's literally nothing wrong with it. I mean, people will say all the time, you know, why are you having help with so much stuff? Are you, are you incapable of doing stuff on your own? Are you, you know, are you disabled? Are you paralyzed? Or, you know, are you spiritually disabled? What? I mean, that's the people who say all those things and make all those comments are the ones who really haven't had any help getting to where they are. They've had to struggle to get to where they are now. And that is, to me, people who say those things and make those comments have a lot of insecurities and a lot of jealousy. It is... It's insane for people to make those comments at the ones who are getting help and for the ones who are getting help be it mentally, physically, and spiritually, whatever help, even if it's financial help, for the people to make those comments towards the ones who are getting help are the ones who have never had help or assistance themselves. Those people who have never had help themselves, they are the ones that are struggling and, like me, are too prideful to ask for any help. Like, if someone asks them, hey, do you need help with this or do you need help doing that? Even if that's a job, whatever it is, you know, they'll be like, nah, I've got this. I'm good. I don't need help. The ones who don't need help are the ones that truly need help. Truth be told. And the people, I mean, really, people succeed with having assistance and help with other things. And not enough people realize, realize that they need help with things. People are all about, you know, I can do this myself. I don't need help. I don't need assistance from anybody. I mean, it's crazy. It's 
completely far-fetched. I mean, you look at... These homeless people, it's like... You know, nobody steps in to help, you know. I mean, it's really sad that there was a time where everybody helped each other, but now it's like, you know, we don't want to help each other at all. And it's a real struggle. Especially now, since there's a pandemic, we're really, we're really careful about being around other people. I mean, yeah, we still help people, but it's like more we help each other from afar to prevent that spread from going on. It's really, it's not, it's really not, I mean, it's okay to help from afar, but really before this pandemic, we didn't have, you know, we, we had, we helped each other in different ways, whether it be through verbal communication or, you know, whether it be, you know, through finances, we still helped each other. And now, for whatever reason, in this ever-changing and ever-chaotic world of ours, somehow, we just decided to quit helping each other altogether. Where, where, where did that even come from? Where did the need to quit helping each other even happen? It's like, do we even care anymore? Do we... Do we care enough to help one another? Do we care enough to look out for one another? It's... It's unbelievable. It really is, to the point where... We see one another struggling. Whether it be simply with groceries, carrying like a, you know, you see one person carrying groceries in their hands and you're standing in line, they've got like 50, like 20 to 10 things in their hands, trying to balance it all. And, you know, you look at that person having 10 to 20 things in their hands, balancing and you just look away. Not saying, hey, you know, you can, you know, put your items in my cart and, you know, I'll... You know, but, you know, you can pay for it. I'll just let you put your items in my cart. It's, you know, simple things like that. Because maybe that person who was carrying said 10 to 20 things in their hands, forgot to get a bag, or was so much of in a hurry, they didn't stop to think, oh, you know, I need a shopping cart. You know, stuff like that. Or just struggling mentally, or, you know, you don't stop to text and be like, hey, are you okay? Or, hey, are you doing all right? Or, hey, can I help you? Um, as dark as it seems to be, or as dark as it sounds right now, we just 
don't care anymore. And that goes for workplaces. We don't care to ask one another how we're doing or if we're doing all right. It's like, you know, do this project, do this project, do this project, you know, do this mass project A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And we just don't stop to ask, hey, are you okay? Or, hey, how are you doing? It's... It's, it's, it's quite sad, and it's very, it's very gruesome. I mean, one person... One person in a family ends their life, and that person in the family cares, but when it's a random person who has gone through a lot, and you don't even know this person commits suicide, it's like... You see it on the news, and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just another suicide death. And you're just going on about your day, like, oh, you know, yeah, that person may have ended their life, but do we really care? You know, it's sad to see things pass by and to not stop and help out. Because when you really, you know, step out of your busy little world that you live in like you literally like you step out of it i'm not talking like a literal world that we live in like earth we live in you know um talking you know your world where you have that you live in like a mental world you live in where everything is the way you want it you have it imagined you have you see it you know it fits perfectly with your very own reality and your very own realistic ways. You step out of that world and you stop for just a little bit, for a little while. You take a breath and you look around and see for a split second before even jumping into that world of yours that everybody is in the same boat as you are, like, you are struggling just as everybody else in this world is struggling. You're not the only one in this world that has a perfect life where there is no error, there is no, there is no wrongdoing, there is no bad, no nothing, there is no mistakes being made, nothing. You are struggling just like everybody else in this world. And let me tell you, it is okay to struggle and it is okay to admit when you need the most help. Because as I've said before, in this little session, Sethan. <laughs> yeah, there's my stutters. Um... <laughs> As I've said before in this session, that, is, is, that it is okay to struggle, and it is okay to, you know, oftentimes be an outcast. It is okay to feel different than everybody else. It is okay to stand out from the crowd and stand, stand out in a way that you're completely different from everyone else. It's okay to... 
be different. It's okay to want to live differently. It's okay to want to do something differently. You know, it's okay to do things a different way. You know, it's okay to have a day where you need to take care of yourself, you know, like take a break from work, take a break from anything, you know, that does not bring you joy. Do things that bring you joy and happiness and bring you peace, you know, because we all need that little, that little peace. We need that peace because without that peace, then what else do we have? We have noise and we have even more and more chaos. And more often than not, we don't really need a whole lot of chaos going on. We need less of it, if anything else. You know? I mean, it's like we've been through Snowvid, we've been through the swine flu, we've been through Ebola, we've been through hurricanes, earthquakes, we've been through different kinds of things that are chaotic. And for the most part, some of us weren't able to find enough peace to, you know, figure out what is actually bringing us joy. So I'm going to leave you guys with a question that you should be asking yourselves. Is this bringing me joy? And if so, I shall continue doing it. It is. Does this not bring me joy? And if it doesn't, then I need to stop doing it. Let me know and uh, leave a comment on my website, which I will leave in the description box. This has been your host, Jake. And I'll see you guys next time.